Welcome to Taking the Rams by the Horns, a podcast that takes current affairs out of current affairs. This is a podcast in partnership with Sowetan Live. I'm your host, Rams Mabote. South Africa is alive with possibilities. I mean, who would have imagined a former president in jail? A sitting president sleeping on cash, literally. A cabinet minister visiting a common prisoner in jail. Or even the post office operating, even when they have nothing to do. Can you confirm that delivery performances drop? Welcome to the new Sowetan Live podcast called Taking the Rams by the Horns with me, Rams Mabote. Each week, I will be taking a lighter look at very serious topics that half the time drive you up the wall. This podcast will use humor to take no prisoners, have no holy cows, and cook a whole lot of sacrificial lambs. After many months of being on the tips of our tongues, the 15th BRICS Summit is finally underway. If you're in Johannesburg, you must be aware by now. Security is so tight, you can't even skip a dysfunctional traffic light in Centen. But what exactly is BRICS, and why does it matter? I sent out invites to a few learned people to be my guests to come and give me an idiot's guide to BRICS. None of them could make it. I guess no one has an appetite for idiots right now. On paper, BRICS is an association between Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, which we are told is there for the entire African continent. Before we were accepted as a member, it was just one BRIC. We joined it and increased the number of BRICS. BRICS is defined by some as the response by the global south to the political and economic dominance of the world by the global north made up mainly of the United States and Europe. Russia is just a bad cousin that decided to club with the enemy. How I see it is slightly different. It is a battle of blessers over small nations. Many, many years ago, Africa was kidnapped by a very bad old man called Europe. He raped, abused, and ill-treated Africa. He took away her pride, dignity, and resourcefulness. And one day, after much protest and also out of shame, Europe walked away, leaving Africa worse for wear. Since then, Africa tried to stand on her own, but the going has been tough. Eventually, she found herself a blesser the United States of America. Sleep with me and listen to what I tell you. I'll take care of you, America told Africa. Over the years, America, with a few of her friends from the global north, have been sugar daddy in Africa's life, dishing out the goodies, but making sure that everything works according to their rules. Lages came in the form of aid, 
But that aid came with very stern conditions. Those that did not conform to the rules, like Noti Zimbabwe and Libya under the late Muammar Gaddafi, were left outside in the cold or in the grave. The blesser was also in charge of the banks in the form of the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank. Although these banks pretended to be independent and fair, the truth is that they were run by the blesser, the USA. When Africa went to the IMF and the World Bank to borrow money, the conditions were so stringent and the repayments almost impossible. This meant that the blesser would remain in charge forever. Occasionally, like most blessers do, Africa would be treated to excursions like being invited to meetings of the United Nations, the G20, the World Economic Forum, and sometimes the G7. But this was just a distraction, like when blessers take their prey to Dubai once in a while. Africa was getting tired with the USA having Africa's cake and eating it. It was getting tired, but its hands were tied. Enter a new blesser, China. Seemingly much cooler and less domineering than the USA, the new blesser came with lots of money and his conditions seemed more acceptable. They called it communism. Slowly, Africa started not honoring dates with the USA. The new blesser was in town, and he did not seem to be greedy, and he seemed keen to use lubrication where it was rough. He also took care of distant relatives. China went to invite two friends from the South, India and Brazil, to form a new superpower. But to confuse the enemy, they also included Russia, one of the siblings of the European family of nations that sided with the USA. Russia was always the red ship of the family of the global north. It did not believe in democracy as preached by the USA and the European Union. This made Russia a perfect partner with fellow blesser China. And thus, BRICS was born. Whatever the spin, BRICS is the biggest threat to the global north. Proof was when South Africa was willing to risk her relationship with the USA than to condemn Russia for invading Ukraine. So what is this meeting happening in South Africa all about? Listen properly. One, BRICS is to show a middle finger to the West. The BRICS nations account for 17% of global trade and one-third of global GDP. It is a blesser you cannot simply dismiss. Two, China is here to stamp her role as the new blesser-in-chief. China has made serious forays into the continent, having funded a lot of infrastructural developments here, including making a significant loan to our powerless utility, ESCOM. It must be noted, though, that although not as aggressive as the USA and its surrogates in the IMF and the World Bank, China cannot be accused of being altruistic. Word has it that their loan conditions have left some of the African places not any better.
the handcuffs may be covered in pink wool by the remain handcuffs. In a manner of speaking, the communists are behaving like a bull in a... You know what I mean. Three, Brazil is here to legitimize some of its anti-competitive ways like dumping chickens on our shores, thus impoverishing our poultry industry. But Brazil is a big country and the second biggest producer of beef. We need them, since no amount of Angole can feed us all. Four, India. Well, why are they here, really? They have already taken all the call centers from us, and their people are here dominating the informal market. What more could they gain by being here? The jury is out. But India is the electronics capital of the world, and it is estimated that it will be the biggest country by population in the next decade or so. Maybe we could sell our poultry to them while we eat what Brazil dumps on us. Five, as for Russia, it is truly not clear why they're here. In fact, they are not truly here. President Vladimir Putin is back home fighting Ukraine which is a better occupation than being here with us. Sixth, us? Well, it is a no-brainer. We want new blessers. Those that will exploit us with more respect than the USA and its friends did. And then on the sidelines, and then on the sidelines, there are more than 40 countries in attendance here, including Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, Argentina, Algeria, Bolivia, Indonesia, Egypt, Ethiopia, the DRC, Gabon, and guess what? Kazakhstan. All of whom also want to join BRICS. There is not so much common between these countries and the current members of BRICS, except one most obvious thing. They, like members of BRICS, do not like the USA much and are tired of its ways. Russia and China are for expansion. India and Brazil are not sure yet. South Africa could be jealous that she will lose her sole status as the chief blessee in the room. Whatever the outcome, if these countries or even some of them are accepted, BRICS may have to be renamed ABUSA anything but the USA. I hope this helps you understand brick by brick what is going on right under our noses. Follow me for more political paralysis. Thanks for listening to this episode of Taking the Rams by the Horns. Please send your comments to me via email on rams at ramsmagote.com Let me know what you think of the podcast. Please share your views on whether Swaziland should join BRICS. Download the My Sowetin app and listen to more of my podcasts. Follow us on Twitter by any other name at Rams by the Horns and at Sowetin Live. From me, Rams Mabote, goodbye and God bless. <laughs>